it's good to find dolls. So just running this one by you, probably going to make it short. Um, so one of the things that came up was, uh, I, in, I have two favorite tarot readers. I've mentioned them on here before. Um, but I like it because it helps me kind of just bounce my ideas off of how I view things. And some things I've, you know, agree with some things I don't. Obviously, they're my favorites because um, they do help me to stretch and grow in my understanding. And um, they view things from a different perspective um, than the rest that I've been kind of talking about. So one of the things that came up is, you know, and I'm, I'm no longer in the that that twin flame journey just for those of you who this might be the first lesson you're listening to but in terms of human you know like relationships or yeah i think even just even human not even necessarily having it to be um dating relationship you know we talk about unconditional love and so from what she was saying um i was like i think some people are more willing to forgive than practice unconditional love. And I think that part of the narcissism or um, what do you call it? Entitlement is that just because I for ask for forgiveness, you need to get back with me. And I think that now you're, now you're really crossing the line. Like, you know, I've talked about, um, I I don't think I'm capable of giving unconditional love. Um, That's the space I'm in right now. But I have said this before in terms of, but that, and so it took time, no cap, but it took me time to get to the point where I had to forgive them in my mind so that I can move on in life. And and it's funny because, It, it's funny how mentally I could be somewhere and then like even the podcast I think with, I did within the last two days, I'm like, okay, I'm w- willing to let go of these trash, this trash bag energy. And so um, mentally, it's kind of like I got to the point where they, they never asked for forgiveness, especially the two that did the infidelity. But I think that um, it, it really is true that you get to a point in life where you realize you have to kind of somehow release the pain so that you can be in a better position mentally and move on. Um, and so... I knew that I had to somehow in my mind forgive them. I uh, hit that that space. Mm, I want to say, like, be like six months after I found out within that space. But I mean, I was putting in the work. I was wanting it to just get all of the feelings and emotions purged out. But I think... Um, but then there's a the second part of healing for the person, which is 
you know, it's, it's weird. Like you will understand that you have to forgive that other person or, or it has to do more so with letting go of what happened, um, before you start to let go of what happened with yourself. Right. Um, um, and that means you're not carrying it around with you. So it's almost like you're emptying out a trash bag versus just throwing away. Uh, I was thinking about what I said in the previous podcast about what it means to show up with the baggage. And so in some ways, I think that the more visual imagery that's easier for me to understand is sometimes we are, or what I'm noticing about myself is it's easier for me to toss out pieces of the luggage along the way in compartmentalized um in a compartmentalized fashion to the point where I'm just kind of walking around with the trash bags or the skeleton of the baggage and then it's like that final but I I don't I I think from what I'm going through right now I wouldn't say that I just throw out the whole bag it's kind of been this sick process where I'm like okay today I'm going to throw out his shorts. I'm going to set them on fire and keep going. Okay. Today, I'm going to burn his pillow shirt. And um, that's what I'm going to do for today. Okay. Today, I'm going to throw out his cap. Like, But that's kind of how I've been experiencing it. It's kind of like been in baby steps. But my goal at the end of the day is to empty out that bitch and then get rid of the skeleton. And it's going to be little step by steps, but it's going to be a process. Um, Was there anything else I think I wanted to say? Yeah. So I think that sometimes part of when you start to realize just how narcissistic this person is that you dealt with and how in many ways, like, I'm glad I dodged a bullet, um, couple of bullets, but it's like, um, it, and it's a sad process, right? Because you being the person that, that it affected, you find yourself saying or feeling like, okay, I can get to the point where if you need me to verbally tell you that, that I, you know, forgive you, I can actually give you that. Like if they were to somehow, cause I've mentioned how I am a firm believer in block and delete. Um, and so it's kind of funny to me where I'll be listening to readings and they're be like, Oh, this person's going to call you back or this person's going to reach out to you. And I'm like, how the hell are the, these people is block and delete. Like that's, I remember when I got my first phone in high school, like block and delete was a thing. Like, bloop, bloop. and you're good. You're clean of the energy. But it's so funny to me that even in 2022, it's like that, that gate is still open. But I think it t- kind of talks to people subconscious. Like you low key want this person to reach back out to you and mend things. But, um, but if they were to somehow crawl out of the space and be like, you know, I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for the pain I put you through. Um, I, at this point, um, I would have just said, okay, well, if that's what you need for me, 
I forgave you a long time ago. I forgive you. Go in peace. And then, but then where I draw the line, it's kind of like, well, can we have another chance? I, you know, uh, it's like, well, no, no. And I shouldn't have to explain. But on the back end of things, it's kind of like, when it comes to infidelity, that's where I draw my lines. There are other people and other women who will probably say like, well, you know, at least he thought it through and there was something there and I want to build off of it. And that's okay. I think I'm learning to be a little bit less judgmental in my messages. Um, and part of being a little bit more 5D in my messages is seeing the neutrality um, and understanding that we are just as different as our our fingerprints our soul prints are different our natal charts are so different and we have the capacity to do and love in different areas some people really do have the capacity to forgive just about anything i think some people have a wider capacity um to to practice unconditional love and I think that that for all of us, we're all prisms of of expressions of love, right? And um, so, unfortunately, but I, I kind of had to, I feel the best way I can explain it, you can laugh at it or not, but I this is a spiritual channel, right? So, but I feel like I've had to have a conversation with what I thought was divine source and kind of just put my foot down and say, I don't care about like let's say my soul my my what I came here for I'm no longer want to be that girl that is setting the standard for the girl that got away like because I felt like um even the last the 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 third relationship it was one of those situations where he recognized like oh snap and then got himself together and then you know that that one got married and um, with the one before this, it was one of those things where it's like uh, he had written back. And it's one of those things, like, it's funny, written back, you could hear the remorse, sorry for things, but not necessarily couldn't outright say, I'm sorry I did da 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 da. But we, like, it's obvious what it was. And I get it. Like, I'm not good at holding my L's. It was funny because he's a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. So. In many ways, I could understand where he was coming from. Like, the empathy is there. And I think that that's what's so fascinating to me about revisiting the things that she said or the things surrounding unconditional love and and your capacity to forgive. Um, because here I am. I, I kind of have to give myself a pat on the back because I was able to be empathetic. And to a certain degree, I can forgive um, I can probably even more so, you know, and, and it's, oh, you know, stuff like that. I think that where I would draw the line is if somebody were to um, molest someone that's near and dear to me, I think those things are unforgivable. I think that's part of what my pet peeves are with the church. I started to see, among other things, that they would encourage, you know, victims of molestation to forgive, to be in the same room with that person, to, um, yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes, like, these people, like, their, it'd be their pastor, their family members telling them to forgive, and that, to me, I don't even think I could be in a position to tell them to do that, 
I don't, you know, but, but to impose it on them. And then they, they are more likely to go to the, yeah, let me just leave that alone. Mm. But, um, and, and that, and I think murder, you know, that that's another, that's another one where I'm definitely, it's stuff like I, I can forgive, but I can't unconditionally forgive you. I can't take you back. Right. And you shouldn't make me feel guilty for taking you back. Um, another thing that I would not have unconditional love or uncon or be able to forgive you in is murder. Like if you lay your hands on family members, is there's no forgiveness. There is no forgive, forgive. There is no I forgive the person who killed my son or my daughter or my husband or my parents. Fuck out of here. No way. Absolutely not. And that's not something I'm willing to fix. I will hold that L. I will take the elevator all the way straight down to hell for that one. I will not forgive. Um, And so it's interesting because I was talking about how I understand that you kind of have to have a forgiving energy in order to release things. But listen, um, it would just, you know, if, if, if that's my burden to bear and share the thought process, then I will do that. But I think that that's what I was saying before, too. I think that I had to have a conversation with the vice versa and be like, I'm not going to be that girl that is there to help people understand that they can't treat other people like that. Because there was a part of me where, um, and I've heard this in other women, too. It's kind of like, well, I'm that girl that's going to, you know, teach them that I'm the one that got away to be emotionally responsible. And that's not with my ex. My ex, he actually was um, engaged or whatever when I found out and stuff. And um, so basically we're in two different cities. So (laughs) thank God, right, that I found out because it would have been this whole situation where you have like two families in two different cities and um, am I going to say it? Let's just say that hits a little bit closer to home. Um, and when the person died, it like, now you're finding out you have a whole other family on the other side of the family. Like it was nuts, <laughs> but, um, but, um, thankfully I was protected from that. And, um, yeah, so th- those are, I think, different things that we don't really talk about. I think all you hear, and, and it's weird because this is not, I don't know that we go this in depth with our friends or with anyone else. I think that there are surface layer, layer conversations you have at church. There are surface level um, conversations you have in spirituality. There are surface level um, conversations, you know, that we have and, um but I like to explore what lies below the surface. What are the components and what does this mean? And so with me exploring it, you know, I don't want to be judgmental of what you're going through because, you know, one of the things I love that I have been calling for is when I talk about um, creativity or leadership, uh, you know, or different ways that we can express the facets of who we are within ourselves I've been saying, you know, we need each one of you because different people are going to express love in different ways and we need that representation. We need um, everyone to 
step up to the plate because there are different representations of leadership. You know, you're going to have the same way we have different departments. You have the person who's good in finance. You have the person who's good in personnel development. You have the person who's good at the technology. You have the person who's good, you know, like that will provide the meals for the rest of us to have the nutrients that we need. We have the person who does the facilities and upkeep of the grounds and and so we all need the representation in different ways to, to run the community and to express ourselves. And sometimes, you know, like when I see um, different, like I really admire women. I, it's weird, right? But I really do um, admire women who are kind of cold hearted. I do admire women who really can go through life unaffected with matters of the heart because they really do inspire me. And, you know, if that hasn't been very clear, I just feel like, you know, um, we've been talking about how long I'm willing to stay in the energy. Um, And it's interesting too, because when it comes to matters of the heart, the I, if it were up to me, I would be a cold hearted B like facts on facts unapologetically I really would um there's something about the matters of the heart that um I hope I'm not contradicting myself I'm gonna go back and listen to this because this is helpful (laughs) maybe I should be charging you for being on the purple couch but it's like um some areas I'm able to get out of the funk in I've noticed that with my heart it's a little bit harder to kind of be like get over it snap out of it um, forgive, practice unconditional love, like whip into shape. I think my heart, the way I've come to understand it is a little bit more like a broken bone, you know, and so I have to give it time to heal. But listen, if it were up to me, I would be like, you could have broken my heart, broken my leg. And I would just jump out of bed and be like, F it. I used to run the mile. I'm going to make a 10-minute mile today. Let's get this over with. I'm going to hop out the bed, and it's not going to be pretty. That's been my experience with my heart space. Uh, I would try to keep up with the standards of, of, you know, some of the women around me who are like, girl, he wasn't nothing anyways. I'm like, cool, cool, gotcha. Let me try to do it. And then end up being like, this crap hurts. Now, granted, that being said, there are people who can push the physical extremes and and run when they're in pain but again like i it sounds sadistic but i i I don't like the pain that comes with the heart space um um but i think that the components with that leading up to unconditional love is forgiveness and listen some of you may not even get to the point where you can forgive someone for something such as infidelity um and listen no pushback for me darling none 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 at all i completely get where you're coming from i kind of talked about how it was part of my healing process but i could understand if somebody said i can't even give them that right um but shout outs to the women who are just able to just you know maneuver through relationships one of my friends she she's um she's not cold hearted at all actually but um she um those, that, that, that type of stuff doesn't bother her. <laughs> She's so um, bothered, you know. 
Um, and thankfully, she hasn't projected that onto me, um, just to be clear. But it's kind of like, she's just able to, to navigate through things. Me, I'm kind of like, I'm going to be looking at you side eye. And then I, because I do have a stinger, right? So it's kind of like, oh, you thought that you were going to try to step on me. Let me show you what it do. <laughs> right? Um, a little part of that. Um so yeah, um, I just thought that was interesting, you know, and part of what I started out with and I want to finish up with is the sense of entitlement. Like if you're that, like you might want to think about that. If you feel that just because you're asking forgiveness 10 different ways and the person is saying no, or they tell you yes, but um, I'm not going to get back with you. Like, you need to respect that for real, for real. For real, for real. Like, you know, it's almost just as bad for you to say, well, I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm sending you flowers. I'm sending you the email. I'm crying. I'm down on bending knee. Like, it's like, listen, to me, I would say, I understand. I forgive you. If that's what you need, like, I can give you that. It's that for the taking. That's me, right? That's the space I'm in right now. I can forgive you, but I cannot, will not, absolutely not, will not take you back, right? Right? Um. But yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, if, if that's your way of showing remorse, I think it's one thing to say, you know, I'm really sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that I caused you pain. Um, and, you know, you and so both parties are left kind of holding L's, but you can kind of leave and understand that you at least you said you're sorry, which I think that that's very commendable because sometimes part of what people don't realize is <clears throat> for their healing process, um, sometimes it's hard not to to move on. It's hard to move on without the um, apology. I'm kind of familiar with that because that's how I felt. Like I remember feeling so frustrated the first time that, that you know, infidelity happened. It, I remember talking to my friend like, Dude, like, he's not even going to apologize. Like, that's effed up. Like, I, I don't want anything else, but apology would have been nice, right? And I got it somewhat in some shape or form, but not to say outright, like, sorry for that part of it, right? Um, but it was like... Um, and, and and that helped, I think, as I'm, I'm thinking about it, it helped. But I also realized, I think, with that, that um, I, I couldn't put myself in a situation where I was going to hold on for um, an apology, which helped me with the second time. When, the, when it happened the second time, I realized, like, you know, when and I think that's why the depression like hit me really hard because I already had been through something like that and I knew what it would take to heal. And I was trying to get through all of the levels and purge it out of my system as quickly as possible. But one of the things I recognized that I mean almost immediately and was starting to deal with within the, the first um, 
day, the first hour, the first few minutes, um, uh, was, oh crap, I'm not going to get an apology. I have to, I'm going to have to do this on my own. I'm going to have to work through this, um, through this and do all the shadow work. And I was like, I want to get over this ASAP. I tried to go about my normal day-to-day stuff. And, but I think it's like, uh, yeah, it was just, It's a process, right? So when I say be kind with yourself, be kind with yourself. At the end of the day, I think that um, I'm working towards even being more 5D in, in the messages and not being judgmental to where you are in your healing and forgiveness. And I think it kind of makes sense too, because if I'm talking about, there are women that are able to 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 have practiced unconditional love, but I'm going to say this, I don't think you're as much as we all kind of understand that that's something that maybe on my deathbed, I'll be like, um, okay, I, um, unconditionally love everyone. And that's my last breath. And that's what I'm willing to do. Um, and so here I am, I feel like I've ascended and new levels, new devils, new shadows, and exploring what unconditional love means at this level. Um, I have respect for the ascended masters who are ahead of us, but for the ones coming up behind us, you know, it's it's that message where it's kind of like um, you decide how long you want to stay in the energy, and um, you also, but that doesn't mean that you know like i said if it were up to me i'd be cold-hearted like i wouldn't even care i would just go about my my day-to-day thing like it never happened um i think that you know time heal pain is kind of the heart cooling off you know and then so there there's going to be things and you know that i'm no longer going to remember i'm no longer going to 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 remember certain things which is part of the healing process um and it will get me closer to being a cold-hearted bee i think as in terms of those relationships um and then just being you know um careful not to to get myself in those situations again so i don't know i think put in the comments like where you are in the thought process um and and be gentle with yourself but at the same time understand that if you if it's in your calling to reach for higher level frequencies then do that and and um be realistic too you know there are some of us out here that are are getting through these energies at a quicker, lighter speed. And it can be frustrating if you're watching them zoom by and pass by. But and and this is so cool because my process has always been, I've mentioned to you that I have a lot of water, but I also have fixed and it's been a process of managing the both. I actually have one of the most difficult placements in a natal chart. Um there's four, and I don't remember the the source. But one of them is having a Pisces moon and a uh, um, Virgo um, 
ascending. And part of the reason it's difficult is because Pisces is water, but it also has the two fish and they're always going in different directions, right? Um, and then the Virgo is very structured, very organized, very compartmentalized, very detail oriented. And so it's, it's part of shifting gears from how I feel in my innermost, um, you know, in my intimate spaces to switching gears and ascending. My ascending is about what I'm becoming as a person. Scorpio is how I view myself, but ascending is more about that's what I came here to do. That's what I came here to master. I came here to master what it means to have discipline, organization, compartmentalize things, be detail-oriented, structured, um, and things that have to do with finance, how to, how to um, acquire it, how to grow it, how to multiply it, how to manage it, how to protect it, all of that. That's why I talk a lot about money, right? Um, and so with that being said, it's kind of like be gentle with yourself, under have an inner uh, awareness and understanding of how you work. Um, but just like how there is in life and everything else, yeah, there's, you know, you, we have people around us to inspire us and to push a little bit further and um, further out, but at the same time, be aware of who you are, but not to the point that it's going to hinder you, right? Don't be like, well, I'm, I'm you know, going to wallow in this. It's kind of like, no, I can progress a little bit better. I can be a better version of myself today. I'm not going to be as fast as, you know, homegirl over there but we all inspire ourselves and that's where you try to be the best version of yourself right so I hope that that helped that this is definitely a lot to think about going into a Monday but sometimes I enjoy the process sometimes I don't so I'm gonna go drink my tea have an amazing day please